I'm glad we waited the day. Because yeah. it would have been a completely different, and this a di- completely different thing. And this discuss there could be another discussion tomorrow morning to go along with this whole precisely. thing. Precisely, well, exactly. They the haven't declared a president yet. Yeah, the climate right now for the next few days. If we were to wait another day, we'd probably say the next day. I'm glad we waited the day, you know, because yeah. everything changes every 24 hours. It could be by this time tomorrow, all the votes will have been counted, and therefore by the count. And the assumption the Electoral College votes the way they're supposed to is that one of the two candidates will have a um, – well, somebody will have a majority of – or have the necessary number of votes in the Electoral College, right? It's kind of bullshit. Like I don't, I don't think it's fair because, it, because if they – because if they count all the votes, how is Trump going to win? Like, I don't, I'm, this is a joke. You guys didn't laugh at that. Uh, it's because you, your, your voice faded in and out. There, yeah. there's, a, there's a technical issue. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Damn. Yeah, it killed my like joke. There's like a right. thing going on there. <laughs> Anyways. It's hap- is it happening no, not now? Just on your punchline. That's right. <laughs> Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. So Thursday morning, normally uh, Paul joins us on Black Sheep Radio, Paul Morris, hey, uh, to, uh, to talk about music. And uh, because of extenuating circumstances, Paulie is here, but we're talking something a little different. It's the presidential election. If we yeah. haven't, if uh, listen, I, I want to extend a huge thank you to Donald Trump and Joe Biden and the United States of America for giving us just something, just a bit of a respite from being overwhelmed by COVID talk to becoming the behemoth mm. elephant in the room and every dinner tables conversation for once in how long is not pandemic related. Yeah. It's, like the tiger, it's like the Tiger King all over again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, yes. You're thanking them for a yep. break from COVID talk? Boy, Ben. Yeah. You're, 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 uh, you're going really low at that one, man. That's that's where we're going to say, aim low has been my lifelong motto, man. I was going to actually start, I know it's supposed to be like music day here on the show. I was going to start out with something to give you a bit of a break from all the COVID and election talk. Some real uh, quick music talk here. Go ahead. Number one stream video cool. in the world right now uh, is Baby Shark by Pink Fong. Okay? That, that is now eclipsed uh, Despacito as the number one most viewed video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've watched it. I've, I've contributed at least 10,000 views to that, so... That's right. And a lot of it is because of COVID and parents stuck at home with the kids. Like, what am I going to put on for my kids to shut that kid up? Just put on Baby Shark and that'll do it. Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, kids, unlike adults, can listen to the same song 25 times in a row and not want to kill themselves. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be tough for me, man. I'm going to I'm going to have a hard time dealing with that cuz like I hear a song that I don't like one time and it makes no, me you're upset. Upset. you're upset. Despacito got over knocked over from over. number 1. I really wanted Despacito to be number 1. Mark, I put all Mark, that effort in. Mark has a point. Mark has a point. It's like your first set of teeth as you enter adulthood, your ability to listen to one song 20 times mm. loses its appeal. Yeah. 
yeah, and, the, yeah. and the earworm that it creates to go with it too. So, okay. So let's go. And, on yeah, to- and, yeah. and no, no, just one quick thing. Mark did have a great idea while we're still on music really quickly, a uh, counting, counting songs. Cause sometimes we've done music based shows uh, with the themes to them. So if we all had a, a song right now for the U S election, what would it be? I would go with uh, Dishwalla's Counting Blue Cars. Okay. Just <laughs> uh, Senses Working Overtime by XTC. One, two, three, four, five. Senses Working Overtime. I love it. <laughs> I have no idea. It's too early in the morning for me to, uh, to pull something out. Come on, like I just the playlist. How about It's the End of the World as We Know It? That's <laughs> Uh, I would yeah. say that today's presidential song is brought to you by the letter N. It goes something like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, actually, I saw a great meme with uh, they've called in uh, they've called in the new crew to start counting the votes. And there's a meme of the count from Sesame Street. I like nice. I like to count. <laughs> one, one vote for Trump. <laughs> It'll take five years, but that's okay. The, 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 the coming weeks, gentlemen, are going to be a golden age for meme makers. I mean, oh, yeah. this this is just right mm. for it. I've seen a lot of really good ones. So I've already seen the uh, the I'm fired instead of you're fired uh, Donald Trump meme, which I think just says, says it all. All of them. <laughs> That is pretty, pretty <laughs> good sweet. There's, we don't, we, we don't really know. Like I was waking up this morning thinking that maybe there would be a little bit more uh, information one way or the other, but it doesn't really look that case. Like just, you know, it's, it's Thursday, November 5th. We're two days removed from the actual election day. And right now it's sitting at Biden, 253. I see as well too. And you know, uh, Where I, you have uh, I just Googled U.S. election results and it has like the results right there, 264 to 214. Wow. Nevada is still up for grabs, uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina and Georgia. Yeah. And, and here is part of the biggest problem in the world is we are coming into this podcast of two different sets of figures. So the information uh, and the way it is flowing out is all over the place. By the time <clears throat> some of you are going to listen to this podcast, wow. it may be considerably different. So already we're time stamping this as yeah. early early Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. We're having yeah. this discussion. Yeah. Six, but six, six, 6.16 a.m. Yeah. was last updated. And if you're listening to this podcast on your way home on Thursday night <laughs> or Friday morning, it may be a completely different story. But that's not going to stop us from honking on this. So. Absolutely. <laughs> so just, just uh, I, I got my information from CNN and uh, New York Times. But if yours was just updated as of 616, maybe they're just behind the ball. Because, yeah, I, I went I Googled it. It said presidential elections and Biden. Biden's looking even better. He's he's six yeah, electoral college votes yeah. away. Some of the uh, yeah, Which some of the insane. votes are like super close. Like Nevada, they have the actual numbers. It's uh, five hundred and eighty-eight thousand to five hundred and eighty thousand. So there's eight people sitting at slot machines right now that could be voting for Trump. That could push him over the top, but hopefully they just stay there and get on a good run. So, bef- like, there's there's a lot of ways we can take this. But I'm very curious. For one, it's it's exciting to see, like, Paul, 
it weighing in on something like like the election. I, I have no idea. Like I I was I wasn't sure if Paul was going to show up with like a MAGA hat on. Like I wasn't entirely. I don't know where he stands on the side of the political spectrum. I'm assuming I do, but you know, it's just exciting that way. But all like, anyways, a lot of a lot has happened over the last couple of days. Is there anything like? Maybe we can just go around the horn and be like, is there one particular thing that stood out to you guys? Uh, I can start for me like it was yesterday watching all of those observers, those those vote observers storming the Michigan polling station and like demanding themselves to get in to to see the vote. It was really chaotic and it was kind of what I was expecting to see from, you know, the Trump campaign and the Trump supporters in the event that he was going to it's not looking his way. You know, the dirty tricks is kind of the thing that's standing out to me, the lawsuits, all of that stuff. But like, what about, what about you guys? Is if there anything I had that played, sticks out? Uh, if I had played like a drinking game where you take a shot every time somebody mentions the legitimacy of the vote and the uh, measures that they are taking to make sure that the vote is uh, being watched and being in mm. and that it's legitimate and that every vote is there you go. If I took a shot every time somebody said every vote counts, I would uh, I wouldn't have made it through much of the day yesterday. <laughs> There's a couple things that this reminds me of. Uh, we've all seen Monty Python with the Black Knight, where he just keeps getting another part of his body lopped off by this uh, by this knight that he encounters in the woods. But yet the whole time just continues to say. Oh, it's just a flesh wound, and that's that's what reminds me a lot of what's going on with the Trump campaign. That's a very good. Other, that's a very good analogy. Yeah, now that you mentioned the other thing, the other thing that it reminds me of, and Chris, you were probably really young for this, but Benny and uh, Paul probably remember. Uh, I'm going back to 1996, and I remember uh, going with my mom and my uncle to go and watch a boxing match. I'm not going to tell you who's in it yet, but I'll tell you that it was in 1996. We went to go watch this match, and it was a fucking like super hyped up fight. It was two great, well known fighters that. Uh, we're, we're going to do battle in this uh, in this match. And what ended up happening was one of the fighters, he was the guy that just always ran out from the corner and started fucking swinging. He didn't re he wasn't really a boxer as much as he was a fighter. And this was the first time that he actually encountered a fighter, someone that actually knew how to box. And I think it was about the fourth round. Uh, you could tell that the fighter was getting quite frustrated, so he just bit the other guy's fucking ear off halfway through the round, and that was uh, that was Tyson Holyfield. Yep. And that's what reminds me of this, which was uh, a caged animal, Mike Tyson, or Donald Trump in this case, um, understanding that he was going to lose and then lashing out in the most mm. ridiculous ways that you could possibly imagine. Uh, and that's what this that's what this whole thing reminds me of. It's it's watching it's watching a child lose. And, and have a have a fucking total uh, shit fit about it. <laughs> That's what I see. <clears throat> That's been a big thing. Like I don't know if you guys are active on Twitter, um, but it's tough not to be these these days for sure. And and Trump's really been really been taking to Twitter and saying some outlandish. He said outlandish he won the election. Shit. That was it. Uh, I, I think, woke up at two fifteen in the morning. On I guess it would have been Wednesday morning. And I was, I was actually, I fell asleep on the floor because my wife was we were watching TV and I woke up to him <laughs> with his little speech there claiming victory. And it reminded me of George, reminded me of George Bush standing on the deck of that fucking aircraft carrier with mission accomplished written in the background for the Iraq war. And then the Iraq war went on for eight years after that. Um, Mm. He's he's such a he's he's such a fucking liar. It's unbelievable. And the people that support him, like, give it up. You're doubling down on a piece of shit. You know you are. Now you're tripling down. Okay. All right. Come on. 
Polly, you got a take? Uh, yeah, about that very thing. Who votes for Donald Trump? We have kind of packaged them as being in the same the same type of person as he is, and nothing could be further from the truth. There is no doubt uh, a bunch of deplorable people that are gullible and believe everything that is said. But it's more, I think, more people are willing to take a pass on everything. They fully acknowledge that this guy makes up stuff and lies. They fully know that this guy is a misogynist, that he is egocentric. And I can go on and on and on to list all the deplorable things that the President of the United States has done before and after he took the office. But people don't care. If there is a story that is behind all this thing that comes out, it's not that America is so divided as how did we get it so wrong? There's this whole narrative is that before the elections, pollsters had Biden with double digit wins or double digit figures to win this. And it is actually the exact opposite. The Democrats have lost ground in the House of Representatives. They did not flip the Senate. And Biden's lead in the popular vote is not as wide as polls would have indicated. So you've got to say, who screwed this whole thing up? All these pollsters like Nate Silver, mm. if you watch him on Twitter like I do, you kind of he's kind of like the thermometer of what America is going on. And what has happened here is they really don't have a handle on what Americans really think. If it, it, you know, when you take a look at network news or any type of media, you would think that the number one issue in America is the COVID crisis. You ask a Trump supporter what it is only 20 percent of them cared about covid at all so if that is the situation what did they really want and what they want is something you know there's there's two reasons they voted for trump one because they don't want the democrats in they don't that's, like what that, they don't like 99.9 percent of it it's, they, it, it wouldn't matter if a hang, hang on. Let, him, let, let him go let him so go. it's 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 not like it's Joe. Joe Biden may not be the reason. It could be they do not like what the Democratic Party represents <clears throat> over all these years. They don't like this global economy. And don't forget, Trump comes in with the simplest of messages. It's America first. Whether he is a liar and a cheat and whether he's going to steal their money right out of their own pockets, they don't realize that. But they will vote for a guy that they believe represents them. What the mainstream media have missed is that message. They are so fixated on all the Mm. crummy things that this guy has done and how Americans are dying every week and they continue to show all these figures. But when you ask Americans, they're they're so distant from all of that, so many of them. Not all of them, but so many of them. And that's that's the big discussion for me is like how did how did we get it so wrong? You know, why didn't Biden win mm. by a landslide like everybody thought he would? It's because I don't think we are as connected to all the voters as we should or could be. Uh, okay, so I'll offer this, and, and I'll pick up from where Paul just left off. I think there's a great deal of uh, the, the 2020 U.S. presidential election has completely shifted. It's gone from a referendum on Donald Trump. That's what this election ultimately was, was a referendum on Donald Trump. And I think we're all a little bit surprised by the results because the polls were aiming us one way and because of who we are as people. 
um, we sort of expected the referendum for, for this guy to be overwhelmingly rejected. And there are lots of reasons you could argue that he should have been, but he wasn't. So that kind of picks up with, with what Paul was saying. He, he's not been rejected. What are Trump voters voting for? I don't think we understand that quite well enough. Um, but now the U.S. presidential election in 2020 has shifted from a referendum on Donald Trump to a referendum on American democracy. And that's what we're watching right mm. now. This is what hangs in the balance because there are, there are two things to look at here. On the one side of the referendum, is American democracy alive and well is ultimately the question, yes or no. On the yes side, you have record turnout. I've been watching footage of polling, drive through polling stations where staff are actually applauding people as they're driving out, applauding the vote. The vote, you have videos of people standing in line for 36 hours to get their vote. So on that side of things, American, there's a, the, Joe Biden has received the most votes of any, breaking Obama's record, the most votes of any U.S. Pre 103 million votes came in early. There are lots of indications that American democracy is live and well. Voters want to be heard, however, however that is, whatever their message is, voters are being heard. So that would say American democracy is alive and well. Now we have to look at the institutional side and the weaknesses within American democracy that could allow Donald Trump to poll available levers in order to tilt this thing his way. I don't think there's any question that for the second time in a row, we're shocked at the polls. And for the second time in a row, there is a chance. There could be a second consecutive time now that a very unpopular person will become president despite losing um, the popular vote. It was the Electoral College that were the levers that got it for Trump last time. Now that he doesn't have those levers, there's even more levers. There are court cases. There are recounts. There are lawyers. So in the end, in the end, I think I, I think it's safe to assume at this point that Joe Biden, and we'll probably find this out today, will win this election by the electoral college, by the popular vote, he will win the election. The test for American democracy in this referendum, if the answer is no, that it's not healthy, Donald Trump will successfully, and, and, and even the measure of how long, how protracted this becomes, how long this legal battle goes on, is, is a true test of, is American democracy alive and well? And if Donald Trump winds up losing this election, but then winning it, then American democracy is as good as dead. That, that's that's my observation out of the past mm. 48 hours it'll be it'll be interesting uh what's 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 a little different in this case especially when you're if you're comparing it to the clinton trump one is biden's out front in, yeah, in right. the popular vote as well so so right now you have 71.6 million votes over that 71.6 million votes for Biden and s just over 68 million for Trump. So he's leading in both categories. Um, you know, I was, I was watching on CNN yesterday. They're saying that Trump has, has a history of being extremely litigious. Uh, so he, he, right. he goes, he goes to law. He, he drags everyone through court over for everything. So it's no surprise that he's dragging the country to court over this as well. Um, 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I agree with you because the thing is, is that, you know, Trump spent the last X amount of year, the last four years stacking the judiciary with, with, uh, you know, conservative judges. I suspect that they won't rule in his favor. I think there's not, there's no better way. And you, you're seeing this, you're seeing this from a lot of, a lot of people that have backed Trump previously. So like, um, just Republican representatives and senators and all that stuff. I think there's no better way or is there, there's no better opportunity right now for a lot of these Republican uh, officials to wash their hands of Trump by taking a stand against him on this particular issue and just moving on from him. Like you're, you're going to get a lot of these people saying like, oh, no, you know, we followed him with this, but don't touch our vote. And then hoping that that's enough to erase the four years of just complete, you know, handing over the keys this, to the country to this, this is the scare this is what scares lunatic, me you know? about the whole thing this is the frightening aspect for me is that every time every time you think okay there's no way he pulls this off he pulls it off and if he pulls if he pulls this one off I know. It, the the that, that's that's scary stuff it is if he pulls this off the fact the fact that it's it even there's even an opportunity for him that this is this is this is ludicrous it really is. It's yeah. it's crazy, but he um, the 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 opportunity is there for him to do it, and it's all there systemically. It's all there. You know? Yeah, there is a reason to be cynical about the whole thing, but <clears throat> uh, from an armchair point of view, you know, I I you know he can contest it all he want, but I just don't think he's got a leg to stand on. Me neither. It, it, it from everything that I've seen and heard is that the election was conducted. Um, uh, with a great deal of care to make sure that this wasn't an issue. You know, when a mail-in ballot comes in, it go, it's the actual ballot is contained in two different envelopes. And in certain states, they yeah. are checking signatures uh, to make sure that a vote, that a guy, a guy who just may have voted twice, his vote doesn't get counted twice. You have to think about the numbers. How often is that going to happen? I don't think he has a leg to stand on. If you go back to the election of 2000, <clears throat> where uh, Bush took uh, the count in Florida to the Supreme Court in the end, mm -hmm. and they stopped the counting of it, the issue there was the actual ballots themselves. There was they were a punch out. It, it was the type of ballot where you had a card and you punched out who you voted for. And apparently it was a fold out thing. And there was some confusion. If you punched out this little square here, was I actually voting for the president of the United States or not? There's a, they were defective. They were, they were, they were defective ballots. And so there was a lot of question of, well, what is this voter actually doing or wanting, wanting to say, it's a little bit different than this one. Mm. This is one that I think this is a smokescreen to tell you the truth, guys, because I just don't I don't think he's got a leg to stand on. Well, and in, in 2000, the uh, the difference was 534 votes, not 20,534. So that mm. I mean, once you start getting into numbers that are that low, maybe maybe could, some, some things could be miscounted. They're not going to miscount 20,000 votes. Can I just just as a little bit of a follow up to it, you know, I mean, who who votes for Donald Trump? And you know, I mean, we've all you can look at the map and we all you don't even really need to see the map to know uh, the left side's all blue. The right side's all blue. And in the middle is uh, is all red. And uh, who votes for Donald Trump? If you take a look at the list of the 10 
least educated states in the United States. You've got Tennessee at number 10. They're, they're Trump supporters. New Mexico and Nevada, surprisingly, nine and eight are, uh, are Democratic supporters this time around. But then you've got South Carolina, Kentucky, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, West Virginia, and Mississippi. Who votes for Donald Trump? The least educated people in the United States vote for Donald Trump. You could, um, it's interesting when I watched CNN the other day, it was interesting because uh, they would zoom in on any state. And what I found that uh, if you were to take uh, just pick any red state and all the rest, when you zoom in and you take a look at the urban areas, they very often voted mostly for Democrats. Yet it was the rural areas, and there because there's so many people people living in the rural areas of so many of these states, their votes collectively overrode what was happening in the cities. You could say that Trump's vote is also a rural vote as opposed to a urban vote, and maybe that's why when we read the news and all the rest, we're missing that side of America's perspective. Is because they don't go out in those communities. They've attempted. Since the since the Hillary Clinton election to go out into middle America and find out what's really going on, but they're still missing the boat <clears throat> because I, uh, as a news editor sitting in New York City at the New York Times just simply cannot connect with uh, you know some small county in the middle of Mississippi. And you may say, well, what does that? What does that? Who cares? Because you know they're so undereducated and what do they know but the thing is all those votes count we can say that americans so many americans or americans in those poorly educated states are lacking uh the ability to think critically to sort out the truth from from the the misinformation that they're getting um and that's very very <clears throat> true that they are gullible they believe everything that they see on facebook like i keep telling my wife don't read facebook there is so much mis misinformation there but when you're bombarded with it every day it becomes difficult to even know it's the truth look how we started today we started today with two different sets of statistics there it is right there i mm -hmm. mean yeah, but in both of them, you know, I mean, in both of them, there was there was it wasn't. Yeah, well, I, I, no, I'm looking at something that says that Trump has 357 seats and uh, Biden has two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That is the the level of the ignorance very, of the Trump. Voter. Very, very true. Very, very true. It also, it, but I mean, the thing is, is you know, a, a lot of the misinformation is coming directly from right. the, the himself. Yeah, right? the emperor's so like, new clothes is what I think of, the emperor's new clothes, where the emperor doesn't realize he's naked. But what's happening now is all the people on the street are like, yeah, your fucking clothes look fantastic. Like, they're not even calling him out yeah. for, for his nudity. <laughs> One of the one of the big examples, like I mean, you, you can you can cherry pick as many examples as you want over the last couple of days from from Trump's Twitter feed. The one I think is probably there's a there's a couple that are crazy. This one is insane. He tweeted this. It says 13 hours ago, so yesterday at some point, and he said, and it, it again, Twitter um, flagged it as uh, being disputed and misleading, yeah. which is. <laughs> You every know, fucking tweet twitter is the great arbiter of truth not the president but the 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 the, the social media platform itself anyways we have claimed this is trump this is a, a direct quote we have claimed for electro for electoral vote purposes the commonwealth of pennsylvania brackets which won't allow legal observers the state of Georgia and the state of North Carolina, each one of which has a big Trump lead. Additionally, we hereby claim the state of Michigan if, in fact, there was a large number of secretly dumped ballots, as has been wildly report widely reported. So 
He's just claiming that he wins these places. Uh, there's so much to unpack. You can go, you can literally go word by word. But the one thing that I found hilarious, and it's kind of part and parcel with the entire election experience and the case that Trump's trying to make, is Pennsylvania saying that they won't allow legal observers. They have legal observers, but not only that, they're the only one of the only counting places that you can live stream. Yeah. You can actually go online and yeah, watch the right, entire right. process online. That's right. Anyone can. Right? So yeah, well, it's absurd. It's absurd. Like they're literally, they're, he's saying you're not allowed observers on CNN. They're reporting this tweet. And in the in the corner, they have the um, live stream I'm, I'm not running. sure what the case is in, in every counting uh, station that's taking place. But my understanding is that there are representatives from both parties in each of those counting stations watching things going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course there are. Yeah, yeah. Of course and, there and, are. Yeah, if, absolutely. If you're in those battleground states where the race is close, uh, you bet there are representatives from each party in there to watch everything. It's not like 100%. they're all in a room and don't you're not allowed to come in here and we will come out with results when you know it's not like surgery you know where the doctors don't let you in the room until the operation is done if, uh, if the election was a poker game trump showed his hand a little bit early in uh mentioning the fact that he wouldn't perhaps not accept the results of the election he did that way before the election and i think as a result uh everybody who's involved in the process was prepared for it so they've done their due yeah. diligence because he tipped his cap mm-hmm. too early look i think this question i this whole question of who voted for donald trump um i, I to, to i think okay so I, I think we all have this established perception of the trump voter um but i think that question misses the mark and i think it's it falls short and i think it's why we are where we currently are the question isn't who voted for donald trump the the time is to to discard that it doesn't matter who yep. the question is why did you vote for donald trump i think you you stop short mm. When you say who voted for Donald Trump, well, they're undereducated, white, poor, slack-jawed yokels, and and that's that's where it ends. Yeah, right? that's his base. And, 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 just, that's not all of them, but that's his base. Sure. Okay. So, but on the other, but no, let me finish. There's, on the other side of the thing, the pre, the people who yeah, voted yeah, for yeah. Donald Trump, uh, they say. Well, who voted for Joe Biden? And they're going to be government elitists yeah. and left-wing radicals, right? right? And Those that's, two, and that's yeah. where the dialogue stops. So yeah. the question needs it stop, stop mm-hmm. it with this red-blue, uh, you know, here is my photo image of a voter for whoever voted for what. The question is to start, or the, the, the issue is we need to start opening up the dialogue. And this isn't just in America. This isn't democracies everywhere, man. Popular, pop. Populism, Trumpism is a real thing in the Western world. It's growing. It, populism is growing right now. So we need to stop this nonsense of, of pointing fingers and going, you voted for him because you're undereducated and you're a gullible idiot. Because right. that goes nowhere. The question is asking, really, really, why did you vote for this man? Why are you giving him a pass on a quarter million dead and less jobs than when you began in office? But I'm voting for you anyway. Why did you do that? And, and, and that opens up the dialogue of saying, okay, and a, and a meaningful dialogue, right? Where they get to go, can well, you left-wing radical, why did you vote for Joe Biden? And explain your case. We're, miss, we're can missing Can I ask the you, though, Benny, you, 
you just you just had one of these attempts yeah. to have a rational fucking conversation with a Trump supporter. What, like five days ago on your Facebook feed? How did that go? I know. And it reminds me of the pic. It reminds me of the picture that I put up on your Facebook feed. I think it was a guy that used to work at Y that put it up, which said uh, arguing with a Trump supporter is like playing checkers with a pigeon. The pigeon's just going to shit all over the board and walk away like it won anyway. So what does it matter? And that you, so, you can't. Yeah. I, I, I just I, I find it troubling to try and have a conversation with a uh, deep-seated Mississippian about why it is that they voted for Donald okay, Trump. If they give me any reason other than he was a better apprentice than Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I get it, man, but you're, you're, you're making stereotypes. There are, there are sure well-to-do, there sure are well-to-do educated people in Massachusetts who voted for Donald Trump. Why did Bobby they vote for Donald yeah. Trump? Because, Bobby Orr yeah, endorsed somebody, Donald somebody, Trump. Somebody that sustained major head injury throughout his entire NHL career. I don't know if I'm going to fucking uh, hang my hat on that. But he, uh, <laughs> the, the people I think that are educated that are voting for Donald Trump are simply voting against the Democratic Party. They're not voting for Donald Trump. They would vote for John Kerry. They would vote for George Bush. They would vote for... Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter who you put in that seat. They are voting Republican. It doesn't matter. They probably probably have a little bit of ins- if you were to ask them deep down inside who did you like better George Bush or Donald Trump in terms of who is your leader I would think most of them would choose George Bush and that's not even a great fucking pick that's like picking the lesser of two evils but most of them have a little bit inside them that thinks fuck I'm a Trudeau supporter and there's times where I think ah fuck man mm. don't do that and, and it actually makes me think twice about it come the next election, which I did this time for us. Uh, these people don't even think twice. It's just they're fucking Republican. They are they are red. It doesn't matter. There's no purple. There's no blue and red mixing. It's red. And that's I, th- it. I, th- I think I think the, I think a lot of the stuff that's kind of lost in the, the uh, I, well, one of the one of the things you, you nailed on the head is like a, it's a vote against, you know, the blue side, the left, the liberalism thing. And, and I think, you know, you can just like Ben was saying, I mean, like whereas whereas Democrat voters are voting against the radical side of the the Republican base. Um, you know, there, there's a there's a lot of moderate voters that are voting against the left side of the Democrat base. I mean, you look at you look at uh, a, a lot of these colleges all over the United States. Anytime they have anybody, you know, conservative, remotely conservative speaking at their campuses, they're getting shouted down. And, and, and you have all these these protests that are happening all over the United States that are that are just destroying these cities that a lot of people rightly or wrongly are attributing to, to left-wing um, a- activists. Uh, there's there's a lot of crazy shit going on. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people are really just getting swept up into it. I don't, I think, it's definitely an oversimplification to say that, like, people that are uneducated vote for Trump. I mean, that's a, de- that's, that's a, de- it's not, it's not completely a false statement. Like, you know, he won the non-college Right. Demographic, like that's pretty. That that's what that's what the they're tens, saying, right? Of the ten but states like all, I just mentioned. So. Yeah, no, like it's not wrong. I th- it, at all. Um, it's a demo, and like he nailed it. But it's like that's not to say that all of the people that voted for Trump are du- like you know. It's 
you you can you can really say the same thing about a lot of the left wing stuff you know like the and and i can to a certain degree sympathize with a lot of you know a lot of the republican go republican voters from the perspective that you know oh like I may not be a la- I, I may not be well versed in politics, but but Trump speaks to my anxieties about the future and speaks to my thing, and like I don't deserve to be called like a, a mouth right. breather because That's I right. feel that mm-hmm. way, and like it's you know what I mean, and it's like it just hardens That's the right. lines yep. there, unfortunately. But it, you get it on both. You're getting Absolutely. it on both sides, though. Like it's 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 crazy. I'm like left, you, you I'm got, left wing, got, so I support fucking PizzaGate and right. child and, pedophilia worldwide. You know what yeah. I mean? So fuck off. Like it's well, you're <laughs> ca- you got people calling all tr- like you 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 have, and I'll I'll let somebody else take over after this point. But just an example is like you know you have somebody saying, oh, because I don't support Joe Biden, I'm a racist. Like that's what you have people throwing that out there, like because that's you right. don't want to vote for the Democrats be- because they're only, throwing that and they're accusing because, they're because these, these the monsters only because of the extreme to which their leader has gone. No one fucking no one thought that Fair, in, in two thousand when it was Bush or Gore. Like oh, Bush is a racist. Nobody thought that. It's because of the fucking person that is. If this if this conversation was just a regular election and it was just like John Kerry versus whoever, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It's because we've spent the past. Four Four years listening to this racist, this misogynist, this unleader-like person, and and then for me, yeah, absolutely, I do stereotype those that follow him, not those that follow the Republican Party, not those that are conservative, those that follow him, and those that have doubled down on him, and those that can't think, shit, you know, he's a terrible pick for me to be a leader. This time, you know what, because I'm a rational person, I'm going to pick a good leader, not Donald Trump, who I know isn't. I know he's not. Mm. The party, the party itself is trying to catch up to this fucking maniac's daily decisions. I'm reading that book Fear right now. Chris has read it as well. Like they had people taking stuff off his desk before he could see it, before he had an opportunity to react on it. This is who Bobby Orr mm-hmm. wants to be the fucking president? <clears throat> uh, I think Bobby Orr. Fuck, enjoy Bobby it. Orr is a defenseman, one of the greatest in NHL history. Yeah, he's defensive. Guess what right. he's doing. He is he is defending his money and his investments. His purely yeah, his sure vote is. is a business decision because sure it is. You yeah. already know what the Democratic side want to do. They want to tax the upper tax bracket, and Bobby Orr and so many others have come out and said, "Yeah, like uh, like fifty cents says, I don't want to be thirty cent." And yeah. Because he's afraid the Democrats, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, are going to tax it. Are going to tax him. Yeah. And Bobby yeah, Orr, Bobby Orr was Bobby think, Orr was hurting what is his, before Trump. What came. is his motivation? He was, he you could very quickly say it's just like, well, a guy who makes millions of dollars as a player agent, and with all his investments, sees that the Democrats are a threat to his his pocketbook. And whether yeah. that is true or not, and that's part of the misinformation. Uh, you know, it's interesting. The Democrats came out with. Um, Really, no platform whatsoever. In fact, no. Oh. Actually, there was no platform <laughs> yeah. for either of them. They were selling, uh, they were selling hope, yeah, and um, and, hate. and hate and, and hope and Americanism, fear, and, and, that, yeah. and that was hate, it. Hating yeah. each other, little or no yeah. substance. A lot of people are really upset with Biden because he didn't he didn't represent the radical left in his party, and he did that for a reason because he knew that if that side of the party came out, that his chance of winning the election was significantly less. Yet Trump did a great job, let's say, in, in South Florida by telling everybody that um, 
you know, telling the uh, Cuban Americans and the Latino Americans that if you vote for Biden, that uh, it'll be returned to the oppressive regimes that you left wherever you came from. And it worked. What's really interesting here, and this I just heard this last night, is the vote from young black men for Trump is up. Tell me how that works out. I haven't figured, I can explain Bobby Orr and, and 50 Cent, but I can't explain why a young man- I'll just go back to those, with, I'll just go back to those states real quick for with you. With the Black Lives Matter issue hanging heavy in the air, that those very people that apparently seem to be oppressed are voting for him. You gotta explain that one to me. Right? That's why the question needs to be, why did you vote for this guy? Because I, I guarantee I hark, I you, back to my list the reasons the are so, they're, they're, they're very complex, guys. And, it, it, yeah. and, and, and I mean, it, like it or not, none of us like it, but he's figured something out. And, yeah. and, and I mean, it, 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 it's moving forward. Let, let, I think this is all established. I think we all agree on this. But I think moving forward, it's really important to keep the question in mind of how, is, is, is this Trumpism, this, this brand of politics. Um, okay. How, 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 do you, how do you change that? Because th- that, that's what's not only is, is I mean, for, 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 for the good of us all, I think we all, we all agree that a Biden victory is a good thing and a rebuke of this thing is a good thing. But where do you go from here? Because right now you have such a deep division. And in, 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 and again, I, I want to say this is this is a snapshot. I think of where Western democracies are going right now. Is th- this thing is on the rise everywhere? Mm-hmm. So here's here's a chance to go. Okay, now how how do we avoid this? And then for Americans to say, how do we make this not happen again? Because this this is going to happen. This is this is a thing now. This whole movement, this brand of politics, this is picking up. This is designer yeah. jeans, I, uh, baby. It's hot. I hope. I, I honestly do hope that this is a one-off. That well, first of all, there is no other Donald Trump. He is a fucking when when that when that cloth was cut, the rest of the material was thrown away. He is a, he is a one of a kind. I think that uh, sleepy Joe Biden, if you want to call him that, will be a good uh, a good four or three and a half year buffer before whatever is next and allow hopefully well, maybe maybe try and unite people a little bit but i think just get back to some level of normalcy from i mean it would be it would be like it would be like your parent it would be like coming downstairs and your mom or your dad has had some sort of episode that has made them you know what i mean psychotic and, and, and that discomfort every morning of what what's next what's next what's next and then all of a sudden it's gone and you're going to have that reprieve of just like, okay, things are normal. I can wake up. I can know that the president of the fucking most powerful country in the world has not been spending the past six hours on Twitter overnight, um, applauding fucking world dictators and, um, you know what I mean? Propping up fucking domestic terrorist groups or not like just the, 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 the madness that has, I think, anything and for Biden not to have a platform perfect he didn't need to have a platform his platform was not him that would that, that would have been anybody's reasonable platform not him. yeah I I actually did find, and he's gonna there win is a it. platform for Biden and I actually found it in a podcast on um, um, NPR or something like that mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, what bothers me you know when it comes to Trump we have 
history tells you a lesson. This this reminds us most recently of Richard Nixon. And you have to think of that back in the 1960s. It was even worse in America than it is now. America was burning in the 1960s with the civil rights movements. And going into the election, the attitude was that when he was going in for his re-election for his second term, it's like, there's no way this guy could possibly win. I mean, people hated the war. They hated the fact that their friends were being drafted. My friends are being killed in a war that I don't agree with. Why are we fighting this war on the other side of the ocean? What has it got to do with me? And you would think that all those true American values were going to score, and yet he got reelected again. Yeah. If if Can Nixon had a Polly's right. This isn't if, if Nixon had a Twitter Twitter feed, it would be not much different. What's That's really right. disturbing for me, however, is the so-called system of America. And don't forget, after Nixon was gone, things actually became decent again, and America became <clears throat> great again, if you will. But what really bothers me is how complicit the the Senate is to Trump. It's about holding on to power and to seizing power, and he has undermined every single rule and every single um, normal thing that a president should do, everything from decorum to putting in the attorney general to be his personal lawyer to condemn everything that's going on. These are things that we've never seen before. And when you take a look at a guy like Mitch McConnell, is this guy is literally seizing power at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. He does not listen to reason. You know, there's this thing I have is that, you know, it seems like we're working for our governments when you work for me, but not in Washington. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a real problem with me. I... The whole thing is terrible. What, the funny thing is everything that Trump says is exactly a reflection of what he is all about. And he says it's fixed. He's fixing everything for his own agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about the Washington elites. He very, is, very quickly on Nixon talking elite. about. Yeah, go. Sorry. No, I I, I, uh, I I was just gonna say very quickly, very quickly on Nixon. You know what I mean? That that strategy that he used to get elected the second time. It's called the Southern Strategy, uh, and he swung a lot of blue states to be red. And what he did was he uh, really ran on law and order, and he ran on a very racist platform. So when you look at the United States and the way that map looks today, uh, we can thank Richard Nixon for uh, the middle of that map and the middle, middle Southern part, especially for. Being being as red, red as it is. And uh, again, you're you're relying on people's racism and um, you're going to the least educated states in the United States to do that. So, uh, yeah, there is a lot of uh, similarities between Nixon and Trump. They're both uh, they both they both ran on racism and hate and division. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, to further that history lesson of post-Nixon, uh, it was following that in 76, Jimmy, well, Gerald Ford was in there for a song, but Jimmy Carter, who in my estimation, was the last truly, truly decent human being to be the president of the United States. He won. He had four years in, and then it was eight more years of Republicans with Ronald Reagan. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> sea change doesn't necessarily happen. And Biden, in in ways, kind of reminds me a bit of Jimmy Carter a little bit. Very, very much but so. He, um, very much so. He, yeah. I mean, Great he comparison. didn't last till long came another very popular I wouldn't say populist. Uh, Reagan, Reagan was a more decent man than Trump, but Reagan was was a die in the wool Republican man. This guy was anti anti gay and 
uh, anti-abortion. He, he was all those things, and he was a very popular man. So Joe Biden doesn't immediately cure things. That That's my whole point is that I really, really, truly mm-hmm. hope. And I really, okay, first of all, I do believe that Trump doesn't have a leg to stand on, and I'm not panicked. Joe Biden's going to win this election, and it is going to tip in his favor after all the dust has settled. And this will be a very trying time. It'll be very anxious for a lot of people. When all the dust has settled, Joe Biden will be president of the United States. I just hope that when that happens, everybody takes a deep breath within America and everywhere else, that we, we all learn a lesson from this about political division and polarization and start listening to each other. Because if we don't, then this is going to just, this thing that started in 2016, continues in 2020, is going to continue going forward, not just in the United States, but in any Western democracy. This is happening in Canada, too. There's a lot of left versus right shit going on, and we all need to be very wary of it. Because this is what the brand of politics, this is what Trumpism feeds on. This is what it's designed to do. This is the system. If it's a football game, this is the game plan, man. X's and O's. This is how it's done. This is how he wins. So let's yeah. make sure that this shit goes away. That's 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 all I gotta say. So uh, two two points. The one thing that I want to say is everyone's like, oh, there's nobody past Trump that is Trump that that can ever you know step in oh, in the no, next no, election no. and 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 play that role. No. That's not the case at all. Like there's there's oh, no, his no, whole no, no. family that's probably yeah. going to run after. So I, I would I would anticipate either Ivanka or Don Jr. running as a Republican next time, depending on how this all plays out. Like I was saying, like it looks like a lot of these Republican these these career politician Republican guys are stepping away from the Trump name. They've gotten what they needed yep. out of him, and they're backing away. So they might he the Trump Trumps might not get the support the next election like they'd gotten in this I, one. I so that remains to be seen. I, I think if Trump loses what? this one, you'll see him back in twenty twenty four. Guarantee it. Him? No, I don't, I don't think know, the man. I, it really him. depends on how this plays out. It's, 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 it's. I so I. This is this is what I suspect. I suspect that all of these like like guys like Mitch McConnell, they're they're gonna try to rebrand in such a way that they can survive the next four years. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna turn on him on this whole voting thing, and they're gonna take this righteous indignation stance and be like, oh, see, we're the good mm. guys. The same mm. thing is gonna happen with the Supreme Court. The, the Supreme Court, these these people, these people that he he put in, these religious fundamentalist judges that he's been he, that he's been filtering through, they're going to take a stand against Trump and say, "See, look, we aren't these yeah, the, the, political the people." Court. And then they're going to spend the rest of the time on the bar doing doing exactly uh, what no, they, they I, I never thought like, the, the, the Supreme Court doesn't have this, uh, to appeal to anyone. The Supreme Court's the Supreme Court. It's a lifetime nomination. They're not going anywhere. No. They don't give a fuck what the public thinks. They 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 they. Do what they do because of who they are, and that's it. they don't give a shit about the public. But, but you can you can you can impeach a Supreme Court judge if you believe that they were they don't deserve the spot and they were rushed in. Like there there are legal ramifications to pulling somebody off of the Supreme Supreme Court, and you you want people to be comfortable with like you know what I mean. Like the, the last thing that that this new girl that was this lady uh, I can't Sarah remember Coney her name Barrett. sorry, uh, but uh, she was just put on there. 
Yeah, the last thing she's going to want to do is every have every step of the way scrutinized. And if the first ruling that she makes is against Trump in this fiasco of an election count thing, then people she's going to win a lot of people over to her side, regardless of the crackpot theories that she believes. And I think that's what's going to. I think that this is this this whole meltdown Trump thing. These guys are career politicians. They're going to flip it mm-hmm. in such a way that it makes them look like they're the arbiters of reality. And yeah, uh, the, and the the only other thing that I wanted to say is is about you know again going back to the Trump voter. I think like we're obviously kind of left leaning. You know, I would say I'm more center than than left leaning. But anyways, you know, I I think there's a lot has to be asked of like like. People have to ask people that are, are, are anti-Trump have to have to look inwards and be like, okay, what what is it that 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 we have been doing to drive people to support right. this complete maniac as well? I think there's there's a level there of mm. accountability that we need to ask ourselves and be like, hey, look, like you know, what what can we do to make the conversations a lot more open so that people are you know we we can come together because you know there's a division here. Uh, and, you know, calling everybody, you know, uneducated or whatever. It's just, it's not, it's That's just right. going to make it worse the next time around. Like you, you have, you know, this guy, the Trump's a lunatic and he's fucking, it's, it's clear as day, but there's still people voting for him and they're voting for him because either, you know, definitely they've been manipulated by the media to a point or whatever. And they, they're always locked into Trump, but also they just, they hate people that call themselves left leaning for a variety of reasons and like addressing those reasons is the that's path right to yeah yeah no together, i agree with I think, that for you know? sure i think you got to be careful on something is as we've been talking about people that are less educated in their form have a less informed vote therefore those of us who are a little wiser that we are better than we are greater than and that yeah. is a real that's a that's, that's an right. error to think that way uh you have to deal with everybody and that's the hardest thing with a politician. You have to juggle all of this. Their wishes, even though they may be tone deaf, are still they're still Americans, one by one by one. And that's something that has to be kept. That's what you have to keep in mind. There's an upside of this whole thing, and I mean, we can find, right. we can we can list examples of all kinds of deplorable things and how the system is being undermined and manipulated and all the rest. But there are a lot of good things. Don't forget, there's a lot of things that affect Americans' daily lives, and even here in Canada, they're not done at the national level, not done at the federal level. They're done at the ground level. For for instance, a number of states yesterday voted for the minimum minimum wage to be raised to $15. And that has nothing to do with anything that Trump has to say, right? A number of states passed the legalization of marijuana and psilocybin in certain states. That's something that the federal government does not really have to do. So it is not, we may think that the world is coming to an end because of this election, but it is not. There are lots of flags on this whole thing, but I think it's a long game that I think you have to take a look at. There's enough right. dystopian views, and one of you guys shared this great article about uh, the end of the American empire, which is really kind of interesting. America is is it a power, and there's this whole thing: is the rush are the Russians undermining the election to uh, to upset the spread of democracy around the world? The fact that if American is no longer as powerful a player, uh, therefore that's an advantage for regimes, uh, communist regimes like you know China and Russia. Look at China already is a very powerful nation. They have all the money. Americans don't even see it, but it is very much in play. But I don't know. 
And that, that's I, I, re- I really think that uh, that that the, the, when he wins, that uh, Joe, I'm two things I want to see what he does because I, I think he's he's the right guy for the job. I really do, and um, it'll be interesting to see how the Republicans rebrand themselves now uh, because th- there's going to be a lot of Trump distancing, distancing for sure, and how they rebrand themselves is going to be ho- hopefully will will. Um, be a bit more civil <laughs> and allow for a little bit of, of a sane discourse as opposed to a bunch of name calling. Here's what I predict is by the time the Super Bowl ro- ro- comes around is that Trump will be in Mar-a-Lago at his, at his lodge down there. Uh, there will, we will have, it'll, that'll be a, uh, there will be huge protests in Washington uh, during the inauguration event, but they will be a distant memory and things will return to um, yeah. Sleepy Joe's America, you know. Can't wait to get there. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I I just I just want to I have a couple of predictions actually that I just want to get on the record. So if they become if they turn out to be right, that I can just bask <laughs> in the thing. Yeah, it's just just quick quickly quickly. I think I think that if Trump all of these lawsuits, you know, if if it goes the way that we think and there's going to be a transition of power, I think Trump is going to step down. I think Mike Pence is going to pardon him of all of his transgressions and I think Trump is going to flee the country. Um, he's got a lot of lawsuits waiting for him and I wouldn't be surprised to see him live out the rest of his days in Russia. And I also believe that once Biden does take over, that there's going to be a huge uptick in right-wing terrorism in the United States and it's going to be the big battle of Biden presidency putting out the fires of this right wing timothy mcveigh style bullshit i i think that's the new i think that's the new al-qaeda wow. thing it's it's internal terrorism america's, yeah that, that's, america's gonna burn you're gonna say I'm, right yeah I don't think it's going to burn. I mean, I you know, we the they have the resources to be able to police stuff like this. I mean, they they, they like but I, I do believe that, you know, all these QAnon conspiracy can, theorists, they they don't dis, they're not disappearing. Can I, can I ask? You know, they're way more radical than people think and it's going it, it, it's going to get ugly it, before it gets before it gets better. I don't know can if I just very died. can I just I very really quickly don't. ask on that. Let's just say that uh, that Trump ends up winning the election. Do you think Trump spends the next four years putting out left-wing terrorist uh, explosions and Timothy McVeigh-style things? Mm, yeah. Well, I think I think with with I don't I they I, haven't been I, to, they haven't been doing yes, them for four I, years. I, I, Why yes. would they start? Yeah. They haven't been yeah, doing yeah, them for but, the past okay, four years. Come if, on. But he's not. He's not. So relax. Um, there's definitely dry tinder on the ground. At the very least, the guy in the White House isn't the guy with the box of matches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right now it is. Right now it is. The guy, Fair the enough. guy, there's dry tinder and the guy pulling the levers, the guy in the chair right now is the guy throwing gas on it. So this won't go on for too much longer. I hope. <laughs> yeah. We have, yes. there is a light yeah, at the end of the tunnel and it's something that we haven't in a, seen in a while, in a really, really long time. It's been a, it's been a dark, dark period. I think, especially with COVID this year, it's really, it's the, the darkest part hopefully has been this last eight months or so. And, and it looks like we're kind of trying to slowly yeah, making we'll our see. way out of it, but we'll see, you know, yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. All right, guys. Good, uh, good right job. Sweet. That was good. 
because yeah, I hate good. talking All about right. politics. Um, I'd rather talk about music <laughs> and funny and, and whose bowel <laughs> movement was the biggest that morning. <laughs> you oh, know, man. the huge <laughs> America's bowel movement was the biggest. This All right, morning. guys, gotta go. <laughs> yeah, see ya. See ya. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.